Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hello, welcome to another Touchline Frackers podcast. My name is Lewis, um, and I'm joined by uh, we got Mush. Going on? How you doing, Mush? Listen, you're in my bad fucking books, mate. Yeah, it's all right. I'm glad I'm, I'm, I'm glad you have taken to the cleaners by all the Arsenal fans on Twitter uh, over the weekend because you deserved it. I've, I've I was looked, looking at I'm, all the abuse and I was smiling. I've come here to get back in your good ones, mate. Don't worry about it. Give me an hour and a half and I'll be back in your good books. Sunshine. Good behaviour only, all right? You'll be rewarded, right. trust me. Uh, we've got <laughs> we've got your fellow copite, uh, Julian. Long time no see, mate. Yeah, it was good, man. Yeah, as I, as I said before, like, you know, Mush Mush was holding holding up the banner well, you know, flying the flag for the Coppin group and I just let him have you shine, innit? But well, before the pod, you said you he said you said he was stealing the limelight. That's, that's I did not say that. <laughs> I did not say that. But... Yeah, man. Yeah, Mush has done more, man. He's he's held it down well. He's you know he's he's made he's set him well. He's you know got some good got some good plaudits out there. So happy for the boy. Yeah. Well, after the pod, yeah, you you get, you put me in touch with your do rag uh, connect, yeah, because I because I, I, I want uh, I want to, I want a do rag. Uh, I don't think you get the waves like 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 everyone else, but yeah, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll hook you up. Uh, we got we got this. This is the one the only one holding it up for Mugger at the moment. Fucking Mugger absent at the live the live streaming. Disu there by himself. Disu here by himself today. Like, how you doing, brother? There's nothing new. Put the team on my back, you get me. Um, no. I've, I've heard that a lot from Man United fans of Mugger. Like, you all seem to think you put the team on your back. To be fair, me and Seb, uh, we do our thing. So, I, I, I give Seb it. Um, the other guys, I'm not too sure. But um, Julian, I don't hear nothing about you, but he's holding it down. Mush, Mush is the only Liverpool fan that's come on actually has any sort of intelligence sense. <laughs> <laughs> 
you like fucking morons. Yeah, no, you clearly haven't heard me in a while, DC, so don't worry. No, 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 you're... Wait, 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 you've improved, Jay. You've been reading some books, Julian, yeah? they're all shit, bruv. They're all shit. Ellis especially. He's fucking shit. He's an absolute clown. That bold guy, what's his name? Harold Mug. Marco Mug. Who's that one? Anna, kind of a mug. Just because they're holding it down and you know the nine models doing well, you can't get upset, man. Bushes, what bushes? Bushes, Gerard, like Gerard, the rest of you lot are Bishkar, Shmita. <laughs> you guys are dissing <laughs> We're 0809, bro. They're Alonso and Mascherano, bro. We respect them. Hey, don't be, hey, don't be nice, bro. A bunch of bums carry them to fifth place in a couple cuts. That's that's what Bushes doing. Uh, that brings me to Shemi, Shemi the Chelsea fan. How you doing, man? Are you are you going to be performing like Fernando Torres or Didier Drogba today? Which one? Which one? Who are you? <laughs> What's the well, I, I hope it's Drogba, but yeah. <laughs> but I'm good, man. How you doing, bro? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. I'm good. Uh, see, again, the only person who's actually asked how, how I am. Because we don't care, blood. Let's get out of business. Anyway, guys, make sure to use the, tu- the Touchline Frackers hashtag. Uh, Touchline Frackers on YouTube. Touchline Frackers on Discord. All the club patrons. Uh, you can get all your extra bonus content there. Guys, we're going to start with um, Liverpool. Because you guys were the most recent game to watch just finished. Maybe we could touch on the Spurs game as well because they're losing. But that just depends if the scoreline stays the same. Yeah, we won't talk too much if they come back in it. But um, we'll start with the Liverpool game. Guys, you've had a hell of a week. A hell of a week. you got two big W's in London. And you've... Uh, are you second now or are you third? You know, you're still third. All right, cool. It's, it's not too... It's not that big. But, you know, you've closed the gap and you're still in the hunt. How are you guys feeling? I'm surprised at how, uh, like, honestly, quite surprised at how good the results have gone, especially with um, the two, um, two London side like Spurs and West Ham, who are actually um, West Ham being in the top four mix, um, Spurs being, you know, uh, a couple of months ago t- title challenges. So yeah, the fact that we was able to get like quite easy, what what seems to be easy and resounding Ws is very surprising. Like even today, um, I thought. Um, um, West Ham would have given us a lot of problems because they're a big physical side with Sushek and Antonio, and with our lack of with our lack of centre backs, I thought it was going to be a long day for us. But I think we've done more. We've done more to you know lock off lock off all the crosses that they were potentially going to give us today, or probably what they was planning to do. Um, Salah finally came through with um, some Premier League goals for us, um, which has been missing for the last couple of weeks. Um, yeah, our midfield was able to actually nullify their midfield as well. They wasn't able to bully us. So yeah, man, I'm 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 pretty happy, pretty happy, man. Like, yeah, what can I say? Mush, it was it was a game of two halves. I thought. I thought like the first half was a bit stale, lacking ideas. West Ham very very comfortable, and then second half something clicked, and you guys scored three really really good goals. So what what was the difference between the first half and the second half? Yeah, I, I think I think your 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 word stale is fair from your perspective of obviously being neutral. I'd I'd say the two halves were control and then assertive is how I would probably word the two different halves that we had. I thought Klopp showed some really clever tactical nerves to play a diamond. And I think the reason why was because West Ham are coming in with some momentum. And it's almost like you want the first half to be a bit of a momentum killer where they didn't really believe that they were going to get any control out of the game. So I thought the diamond that we played was really, really useful. Um, Second half, I think one thing that changed was the time we took on the ball. Really basic to say, but just the number of touches we took, the fact that we we had runs in behind that we we saw with um, with Salah's goal, the fact that Mohamed Salah was running in behind um, 
in behind the West Ham centre-backs. And I guess the biggest thing as well is that Jordan Henderson's becoming more comfortable playing in that centre-back position. So he's bringing it out and he's bypassing midfielders to go straight into the attack. So, yeah, it, it was really, really resounding. I think James Milner deserves massive credit for how he's played this week. Like, sometimes you need someone to just set the standards of how you're going to how you're going to get some wins because no one else in the first team was was looking like they knew what the solutions were. So, yeah, no, no, really happy, really happy with how we played, really happy with everything apart from, for me, how Divock Origi really pushed the lineup because it looks like he still doesn't look anywhere close to the first team. And Did all right? No. No. He runs around it, doing a whole lot of nothing, bruv. Like, oh, I think that's a bit harsh. I actually thought he looked a bit, he, he looked quite energetic off the ball. Like. Did. Yeah, he hasn't looked any worse than Marnay's looked in recent weeks. To be fair, he did. He did look energetic in terms of like getting to the ball and you know actually you know making making those runs. But the ball was just not sticking, man. Like Marnay's been poor. So if we're comparing it to Marnay over the last couple of weeks, and Marnay is someone that has credit in the bank with us compared to Origi, who's been quite poor for the last eighteen months, then it doesn't really say a lot. Like Origi has this. He's he, he's it's like he's he's lost a lot of pace over the last couple of years. Um, his touch, his touch, and his finishing is just really poor. Even when he gets to those chances, it's fair that like you know he'll make the right runs for the for the passes. But if it doesn't amount to nine, then I, I can't lie. It's, it's, I just don't rate it to be honest. Mm. So so obviously, Lau, you're like you're, you're four points behind City. You guys were kind of dismissing yourself as title challengers. So I want I want I want to hear some necks on the line here. I don't want to hear any <laughs> sitting on fences. Are you or are you not involved in a title race? No, not for me. Julian, I, stop I, being a I, pansy, man. Fuck they are too far You're gone. Four to points behind, and they have nah. a game in hand. And City, I, I think if I think if we beat City, we're back in the title race. Personally, we play City next week. And oh, I is think it next week? Yes, Ooh. and that's going to be a massive game. So that's that's where that's where everyone's probably licking their lips as to where this league's going. Because I guess even teams in and around us, like United, like. Leicester even are kind of going to look at City being clawed back. I just think someone, City in the next month, have um, have Chelsea, Arsenal and Liverpool to play against. So this gap could, I'm not saying City will lose all of them, but I think there's enough there to, you know, stop this, stop this run of clean sheets, which is just becoming ridiculous now. So, um, yeah, I, I think Liverpool will be in the title race. If Liverpool win their next three games... And City lose at least one or two of them. I think we're back in business. There's a, there's a lot of if buts and maybes. There isn't there, Disu. Hey, these men are such pussies, you know. They were saying <laughs> so much shit about United. Oh, so you're on a title race, bro. You're the defending fucking champions. You're four points off with about 18, 17 games to play. Oh, we can't really say it in the title race. Oh, we've got Lewis at centre back. What, no, no, what no, do you no, want no, us no. to do? Hey, I don't listen, understand. I don't want to hear nothing about no fucking Klopp, no Mane, greatest Premier League team ever. Bunch of pansies. You lose one fucking centre back, and now it's all. Oh my god, you're four points off. Don't hit We've lost four. We've even lost a part timer who's doing well. Where's that be I want to know. Where the fuck is that be? Is that where it all comes back to? Who did this rant? Is rooted in that one. out here sliding around like a fucking hoe. Fuck Liverpool, bro. All of our. I've said already. Disu. Disu. I said already. This, this is what I said already. All of our Bengali hired midfielders are struggling right now. Hey, one clearing five tens, all right, right now. I also let this Liverpool discussion slide past here, but you lot are pissing off with your pathetic behaviour, yeah, champions and that. 
But what's going on here? You lot told us that Thiago's the best CM in the world more than things there. All I've seen this guy come on do is he'll shimmy maybe two or three man a game and slide tackle Mr. Ball every time. Are you like, are you acting like he didn't play well today? He didn't play well today. You're gonna say that. Uh, to be fair, I can't lie, I switched off 60 minutes, I was bored. Uh, no, most touches, most passes, most entries into the final third, most duels won, most tackles made. But oh. terrible performance. Lewis, was he good? He was all right. Yeah, he was good. Very good. I mean, yeah, right. I don't think he was decisive. Shemi, what did right. you think? What did you think? I thought, was, I, I thought it was all right. I That's thought it was all right. I think to the argument. I think, I think, he, um, yeah, he, he didn't play bad. He was certainly better than he. Um, he I think I thought it was going to be midweek as well against um, Spurs. Um, but yeah, today he was all right. I wouldn't say he was like a stand-up player, but he definitely um, added did, a bit of control. Did he to the best in the world today? No, certainly not. But oh. one thing I will say is what I think a better question is: What do you, what do you Liverpool fans make of the narrative that um, Thiago has changed the way you guys play? Because even in commentary today. I think it was Neville that tried. He tried to highlight. He said that Thiago, Thiago makes you lot lose your bite in terms of obviously you pop it around a bit more. He slows it down. He as, slows it yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. And, and what happened in the second half? Like they moved the ball quicker through the phases. Yeah. Skipped at that Thiago lad. Get like straight it. up to the forwards. And oh, it's a lot more dangerous. We're, we're skipping out the best CM in the world. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. uh, I definitely Ooh. feel like it's lazy analysis, man. Like. Oh, is it lazy, yeah? Yeah, lazy, man. Like, right. yeah, I get that we've been across inshallah team for the last, like, God knows how long. Um, Forever. Three seasons. Forever. <laughs> Forever. Fine. I mean, Gerald's whipping crosses from Melwood hey, to the stadium. Hey, man. Just the 13 crosses today for <laughs> hey, man. Yeah, Premier League champions, so I can't lie. If it's got us there, then boy, I- I'll accept it. Um, But I definitely feel like Klopp has also made the concerted effort to, you know, um, by by players like Thiago and Naby Keita, who's going to add a different dimension to our team for a couple of years now. But I thought I was yeah. When Jamie Oliver said, um, Jamie Oliver, when <laughs> Jamie Oliver, what the fuck is that? Oliver, where has that even come from? Yeah. Yeah. When, when um Gary Neville, when Gary Neville said that um we've lost a bit of a bite, I kind of get what he means, but he's kind of look he's kind of looking at it from a perspective where we're disjointed at the moment. Fabinho is not in his usual position of being a DM. Um, we have no centre backs to even help us, help us with our build-up play. Even though today that was actually quite good with Henderson being there. Um, our usual centre, our usual centre missions, but which is supposed to be solid with Thiago, is supposed to be um, with, with being in there and adding that different dimension. Like literally wasn't there. So ah, lazy. Man. Ju- Julian, Julian, all that needs to be said is that the narratives, narratives, all well and good now. But when it's every other week about Liverpool struggling to have a low block and it's about oh Liverpool need more creative passes in the middle. Suddenly, it's gonna. The, the conversation would have been they need a player like Thiago. So, it, it, to me, it doesn't matter about who you have to satisfy. Ultimately, Thiago is learning to play with us. My one complaint about Thiago will definitely be, I, I was saying this in our Copen group about. I feel like Thiago is trying too hard to prove that he can hack the physicality of the Prem. Because yeah, he's getting a yellow a, card every game, isn't he? He gets a, He fouls everyone. Like every person who dares to run past him, he just fouls him. Like. Brother, this like, guy's... Oh, when we played you lot, it looked like when he was chasing Pogba, it looked like he was running quicksand. I was like, rah, Thiago. These are Thiago look like flipping the flash in, in the Bundesliga. Hey, the Bundesliga... Tech, tech, yeah. tech, man. You know hey, what it's about. See that FM, yeah? I'm not sure. I haven't played FM for years. You know it has... Is it the technical stats on the left, the mental mental stats in the middle, and the, act, and the physical... And the physical on the right, yeah. See the... When you come to the Prem, every German player's stats, German Bundesliga import stats on the right, I want a drop by five on each category. You get You get that red arrow, that red plummeting red arrow like because, that. Because Mkhitaryan was looking like the Flash comes to the Prem, hell of mm. 
Or bad man's getting caught by all types of, of fat guys. So, yeah, man. Margo was looking a bit spooky for him, but I can't lie, he did one pass in the first half to Origi. Very that good. Was, yeah, it was nice. Yeah. Very good. Well, well, one thing I will say on the on the tackling thing quite quickly, yeah, is that, I don't know, I don't know about you lot, but it hasn't shocked me because when I was watching, because I watched quite a lot of Bayern's um, Champions League games last season when he won, the, when he won the, um, the trophy, and he was mashing a lot of work in the double pivot with Goretzka. And I saw him putting in bear tackles um, during that campaign. So personally, I haven't been surprised by the amount of um, defensive work he's trying to do and the amount of tackles he's trying to put in because it's something that I saw him do last season for Bayern. And I assume he's been doing it um, seasons before that as well for Bayern Munich as well. So, yeah. Do, do, do you know what? what? What you're saying is a pleasant surprise, actually. I think all of us Liverpool fans have seen it. It's because genuinely, when we bought him, we thought he was going to be all source and have nothing physically. But he's got a great leap. He's just he, shown he's all, physic- all physicality, no source so far, yeah? No, no, it's not the other <laughs> way around, just because I've said that, Lewis, all right? We get it. You're a bit upset about the Tierney Shaw thing. We get it. Lewis, stop projecting, all right? But uh, no, anyway... Let's yeah, go on, let, go let's um, let's go to Shebi actually because obviously you guys played today and you got your first W under Tuchel Tuchel for German Dan. Let me get it right. Um, that came too naturally, Lewis. Your ancestors, that ancestral <laughs> flipping pronunciation. Ancestry's looking a bit mad, Lewis. <laughs> I've been practicing. <laughs> um, yeah, Shebi, what's your thoughts on? Well, let's start. Let's go to the Lampard sacking. I'm assuming you were for it. Yeah, yeah, I was. Okay, perfect. We don't need to go too more on that. And are you ha- were you happy with the 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 Tuchel announcement? Uh, yeah. So, uh, wait, my- Lewis, Lewis, stop all that. Stop all that. Listen, we call it fucking two shell, mate. We're a serious <laughs> football <laughs> podcast. This is the Barclays. We're a serious football podcast. We've got to get people... Tuchel, I call it fucking touch if I want to. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's, that's your prerogative, mate. <laughs> they don't want to say your Andes name properly. We'll say we say it like two show. No, it's facts. It's facts. Absolutely facts. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely facts. This year, I don't care, bruv. Yeah, fair enough. But... Actually, fuck to show. Yeah, fuck him, man. Yeah, bruv. He's, 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 he's sus anyway, isn't he? Yeah. Anyway, carry on, Shemi. Um, well, yeah, I was because... Um, so my first two choices, my first choice was Brendan Rodgers, but I kind of had a feeling we wouldn't be able to get mid-season. And then I knew that Tuchel was available and he has some like ideas. So he was my second choice. So Ideas yeah, was, like was... playing football with uh, a size two footballs. <laughs> hey, that one, I can't even explain that one. But in, um, ideas in the oh, sense that... Um... Oh my God, he's <laughs> bro. Um, when I say ideas, Brandon I mean, was still miss kicking the ball today. Yeah, he was. <laughs> I don't want to take a beach Funny enough, bro. Don't ever buy that club. <laughs> them revolutionary things are just playing Cho, bruv. That's just revolutionary to them because that guy has not been getting airtime from none of your managers. So it's to you lot, it's just a mad team that he's even getting two games in a row, bruv. Can I- yeah, no, seriously. No, he's right. He's right. But um, in terms of ideas, I, what I meant was that um, obviously he f- found a good system to get um, the best out of two elite players in Neymar and Mbappe. So I had a feeling that um, hopefully he could bring some some of that in terms of getting the best out of the players that we had. So um, in that sense, I had a bit of comfort knowing, and some of the profile players he's worked with in the past, that gave me a bit of comfort as well. So that's why I was, I was, I was relatively satisfied with the appointment. What did you, what did you think of the, the first performance? Cause it looked a lot like, um, a lot of uh, gusto, but no, you were blowing, but the ass wasn't really fall, uh, falling down. Do you know what I mean? So um, what changed from that performance to today where you, I thought you guys looked pretty, I didn't see all the game, but mm. I thought you guys looked a lot more um, incisive and a bit more potent. You, you got yeah. into a lot more dangerous situations. Yeah, yeah. I think I think on um, Wednesday, 
I think I think the players were still really, really low on confidence going off of um, obviously the lesser defeat and obviously our bad run, run of form. And obviously Tuchel only had, I think, one night's training. So um, although he was able to get some things across, I don't think everything was fully, fully come across because even in the game, he had to do a lot of in-game coaching and bring players to the side and give them instructions. So I think confidence was really, really low on that side. And um, yeah, and I don't think some of our attack, attacking players, especially the, the two in the tens on Wednesday, um, penetrated enough um, they were coming short way too much so um, what, what that meant is that we just kept possession a lot and not really did much in behind they didn't turn the walls um, back line um, over whereas fast forward today um, Mason Mount came in who I thought was excellent and uh, Mason's really good Mason's really good at adding urgency to um, to the middle of the park um, he does everything quickly so in terms of even when he receives the one and a half turn it's quick and when he moves the ball it's quick so that really really helped um, and I think one thing about today I noticed is that um, with he's what he's doing with the wing back, so with Cho there, um, they're, they're basically play, Cho's playing as a winger, he's not a wing back in the in, it's wing back on paper, but he's just a winger, um, on the field. And because it's high and wide, it's it, um, them pushing up high and wide give, leaves space for the two tens, so Mason Mount and it, it started off with Werner, but um, he got subbed off for no, sorry, it started off with Werner, but then um, he brought on Pulisic second half for Tammy and pushed Werner up front. So because Cho's always pushing up mad high. It leaves a lot of space for Mason Mount, and he he was getting a lot of pocket of space in the middle today. So he was making things happen. Um, Cho was excellent um, every time um, he received the ball out wide. He had so much space, and his his decision making was great. Um, got a nice assist for SP, and yeah, I really liked his game today because he was really really his one v one game today was really really good. Um, and what I like about him is that when he gets to the box, he's really composed in terms of his decision making. Sometimes he'll cross, um, sometimes he'll pick up um, a pass, and a lot of the time it's it's spot on in a sense. He hardly wastes possession, so yeah, that's good. Shemi, who, who do you, who do you prefer out of Cho, Saka, and Green Greenwood? <laughs> uh, so it's mad because the three of them are so different. I think if you're looking for a pure winger. Then I'm going with Cho. I just want to know who the better player is. Who, who the, you just want to know who the best is, yeah. in, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah. yeah. Right now, I'm going to say Sako. Okay. Oh, okay. I weren't expecting that one. <laughs> I, I weren't expecting that one. D- Disu, do you concur? No. Who, who's the better player, Disu? Um, I think the best player out of all three of them is, um, is Greenwood. Interesting. And I think I'll say um, Hudson second and Sako third. Interesting. What about you, Liverpool lad? Sorry, sorry, you ain't really got anyone to join the conversation with, but yeah, who, who would you think? Curtis Jones was awesome when he came on, but oh, you know, we'll that... carry on. Hey, he looks good though. To that yeah, yeah, exactly. It's all right, Lewis. It's all right. It's all right. I, I get it. There's pain. It's fine. It's right. It's right. I'm, I'm actually going to be on the fence. I, I'm going to say I don't know yet. Um, there's still a lot to come from. Yeah, yeah, true. A lot, a lot to come. Wait, right, I wanted to ask um, a question to to the Chelsea boy. What? How do you feel about Steinheiser, um, Shane Long? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh so with me um i don't know if you saw it i wrote an article about him this week um so personally um everything we're seeing in terms of his deficiencies i'm not surprised about because i knew about him um before before coming to chelsea because but um the reason why i overlooked it when he came is because i thought we could find a style for him to play whereby he wouldn't have to get involved too much in the build-up play and wouldn't have to show too much of his dribbling but all you have to do is basically spin him behind and play like a jamie Vardy game um unfortunately um, due to Lampard's um, overcomplication of tactics and him just basically not knowing how to get the best of him, um, what you've seen is that on top of his deficiencies already is that game by game, um, his confidence has just derailed because of um, a series of poor performances. And I feel like um, although he hasn't done, although his deficiencies haven't helped, I feel like he hasn't been helped by um, some poor coaching by Lampard. Um, 
Was Lampard fault he's missing for the one yard line? No, 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 no. It's not his fault he's missing. <laughs> like I said, like I said in my article, he obviously he's he's his finisher has been higgy. Don't get twisted. Mm. But I feel like um the fact that he's been stuck out on a wing, um, which was not the same role as he played at Leipzig, I feel like um that has um him him not being being able to play there has um really really derailed his confidence because game by game he's been showing that poor performances and then now what you've got is someone who's just not confident and can't pull off anything. Um, him playing, him, him being stuck out on the wing is just not his game. One v one isn't his game. Do you get me? His game is running, is inside forward, running onto things. And I feel like what Lampard did was playing really, really wide. We had to just take on players, get involved in build up play, and that's not just, just not his strengths. So, yeah, I thought he was going to be a player when you brought him in. You know, I really did. I, I was yeah. expecting this guy to be slapping goals, but Chelsea on his back, man. Like, I'm quite disappointed. Like the fact so, that we, yeah. I'm, I'm delighted. Yeah, oh no. <laughs> I'm disappointed, but we love to see it. Yeah, like disappointed, but delighted at the same time. Like, as a player, I want to see him do well, but he's played just a fucking minute, so like straight. Like, <laughs> but is what it is, man. Unlucky. Maybe you can pick it up next season or something. Yeah. So, Shemi, are you are you confident that um, to show us the right man for the job, and what's the objectives for the for the rest of the season then? To be honest, in terms of um, Tuchel, I don't know a lot about him, so I can't speak badly. But um, from what I've seen so far, I know it's only two games, but um, he looks. Um, I like his innovation in terms of his tactics. So in that sense, he seems pretty good. Um, can't really say much more than that on him. And in terms of our objectives, I think top four is definitely the objective. I think um, Spurs is a big game midweek. If we beat Spurs and can go on a run of maybe six to eight, six to eight games, maybe um, we'll have a real chance of finishing top four. So I think top four is definitely the aim. Well, judging how fucking Spurs have been against you lot and how they're playing in this game against Brighton, you lot are going to have uh, a jolly up against them. <laughs> it doesn't always work out like that, but I hope so, to be honest. I think, I think. sorry, just to add about Tuho, I think the, the one big thing about Tuho is that he, he's he's a great coach. In terms of We've agreed on Tuchel, Mush, all right? Tuchel, sorry. Yeah. sorry. GCSE A-star German, innit? what can I do? Um, so... It, it, I think a big thing about about his approach is that he's going to like instill really good principles in terms of how the how they're going to play Chelsea. I think the one problem that Tuchel has had in this last two to three jobs is that he's a very he's almost like Pep, like he's a football nerd, right? He's a, he's a very difficult human being. Uh, he's a very like he's got that whole troubled genius thing about him of he doesn't have good social skills. So he might equip Chelsea well tactically, but I think when it comes to winning big things where you need some mentality as well, I think he's going to fall out with a lot of the players and he will definitely fall Did out. He has no social skills. Yeah, no, it's, well, uh, there's a story about him and Pep apparently having dinner once and the whole restaurant complained because him and Pep were laughing so loud doing tactical things with salt shakers and pepper shakers. They're, trust me, they're proper football weirdos, man. So, um, yeah, that, that's what you're getting. You're getting a troubled, a troubled, smart guy who might not have all of the different psychological aspects that will take you. The, the Elon Musk of football management, yeah? That's it, that's it. Mm. Elon Musk achieve things. I don't I, think it's. I actually don't think Tuchel has that kind of pedigree. Yeah, I, I've done him. A, I've done Elon Musk a massive disservice there, ain't I? Yeah, yeah. Come on, man. Like Tuchel, Elon Musk, like yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Tuchel definitely ain't got stock prices like Tesla does. So um, anyway, let's move on to uh, the Arsenal United game. Um, <clears throat> Gisu, I'll, I'll, I'll go to you obviously first. Um, what did you guys think about your you guys' performance against an Arsenal team that were missing three of their four best players, and you know the fourth one one of the other four was only like half fit, 
So, um, what did you guys think about your? What did you think about uh, United's performance? And you know, we disappointed with the draw in the end. It was half fit. Partey, Thomas Partey was half fit. Oh, yeah. did, oh, how do you know? Uh, because he passed a fitness test on the day. Oh, did you take it? We know. Yeah, yeah, I saw it actually. Okay, cool. Because yeah. it, it, it literally came out fifty percent fit. Yeah, because, because because you you weren't you weren't saying anything about half fitness test where you're talking about yeah he's gonna dunk on X Y Z part A this that, he didn't but... need to Xhaka dunked on Pogba instead. Oh, scary, very scary. Anyway, um, in terms of the game itself, um, my thoughts on performance, I was disgusted. Um, half those boys make me sick to be honest with you. I I can't stand this team. They're just very bad at Arsenal. Or bad team in general, but they were devoid of attacking threat, and we just couldn't, we just couldn't create enough. Actually, we created quite a few chances, but I think the team with United, they're so reliant on individual sparks of quality, they can't really like maintain waves of attacks or pen Arsenal back, uh, manage situations. For example, so at first we had a few chances here and there. I think Rashford fucked up about two or three counter attacks. And I think Bruno had a good chance. What? What he? Cut the one where he cut inside against Luis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But um, Arsenal had a bit of flows of the game, and then um, luckily for United, um, Tom they got injured, and so obviously Pogba moved into midfield, and that instantly changed it more to United's favour. And then we started to gain more control of the game, but we just couldn't take any of our chances. And the second half, Arsenal came out like on fire. Like I think Lacazette hit the bar. Pepe had a shot that was blocked. Pepe had like another nice effort that went just wide. William really should have notched at the back post. And United just seems rattled. And in that period of the game, United couldn't get on the ball. And when United get the ball, they kept on turning it over. They kept on giving away silly free kicks. And we just leave so many spaces in behind our two wide players. Um, Rashford, I thought, was really poor. He didn't get at Cedric enough. Marshall came on and did niche. Bruno was a ghost. Uh, Fred... Open Wi-Fi, flipping. Swift Road just ran past him like he's a checkpoint. Like he was like, okay, cool, this is my third lap. I've just seen Fred. Let me just run past my man, you get. And then um, Wambasaka was just making me sick as per usual. But um, the centre backs did good. I think Popper did good. Shaw was okay, apart from one time when Pepe cut. Actually, no, Pepe got in behind him. So let me take that back. But Pepe yeah, did we... shore up a few times actually. Mush. No, he didn't do. He, right. didn't, he only done shore up once. Twice. No, 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 twice. What was the second time? There was two times. What was the second time? Can't remember, but there was definitely yeah, two times. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. He got, so, he got, yeah. he got off two shots against Shaw. Okay, Shaw just stood up. He tried to bend it around him, and he missed twice. Well, yeah, I, I don't know about that, mate. Well, he, well did he go to there? <laughs> it definitely did because it's Pepe. Little shot, man. But yeah, like I think, like for a team, like <laughs> yesterday, kind of showed like the deficiencies of Manchester United, and I don't know what I don't know. Maybe you can speak on what. Arteta did a bit differently in the second half to change the game. I wasn't really paying I was more focused on United, but it seemed like Arsenal did something different or maybe it's just more energy. Well, I, I think we bought we, we bought on Willian. And yeah. I think what what, what was happening, I think the, the difference that happened was we conceded a lot of possession to you guys in the first half. And I think it, a lot of it had to do with we had we had two turnover merchants in our attack in terms of Martinelli right, and Pepe. The turnover merchant was um Thomas Partey. That as well. <laughs> that didn't help. Uh, he had a re- he had a really really bad game. But do you know what? Unlike certain other world class centre midfielders, he owned it. He came out on Instagram and said, "You know what? Fair play. 
bad game. He don't fucking, you know, he don't have fanboys sitting here pretending or making all the excuses as to why he's had shit games and why he needs the X, Y, and Z to unlock him. He just owns it. He just accepts it. Oh, shit. Put me hands up. Mentality is that, oh, I had a bad game. No, that's elite mentality. Because you know what? It says to him, what my boy does, if he, my boy plays, what bad, your boy does is get fanboys like you to defend him on Twitter for, for three, four hours a day. Dances, do you know what I mean? Posters that's not dance, elite mentality. Yeah. That's why he's not, that's why Pogba's not going to the top. But boy, if we're talking about who's at the top and who's at the top, we don't really do that between party and Pogba, it'll get a bit spooky for you. But I digress. Anyway, um, yeah, it's just a core cool performance. Um, and I think the last two games... Uh, wait, wait, um, let me finish my point, by the way. Sorry, let me finish my point. Oh, sorry, my point was that Marcinelli and Pepe are two turnover merchants, right? So I think that idea... I wasn't happy that he bought on William at halftime. You're crying at everything William did. Hey, Martinelli, yeah. no, Martinelli has no post moves. Oh, my God. I was watching yesterday and I was disgusted at what I was seeing. I mean, he did do one good thing, which was to that, that dribble and then chip to Lacazette. Let's talk about no post no. moves. What Salah? Uh, he doesn't want post but he's a shooter. He's a shooter. Well, Marcelli's a shooter as well. Today ain't the day for Salah slander. Yeah, right. no, Marcelli's a shooter as well. You you watch, right? You, you... Coming through, but Martinelli has no post moves. I was quite... Yeah, quite... but that's not his game. Don't worry. We need to get him in the box. He's a shooter. That's what... Shooter, because he scored 10 goals in the Europa League against FC Zleski. <laughs> a lot, man. He's got against more reputable clubs than that. I'll tell you that for free. All right? Anyway. Anyway, when we bought Willian, what Willian actually did do, and it was his... I mean, shit, it was a good game for Willian. Yeah, not a good game for a Premier League footballer, a good game for Willian. In, in fact, that he actually was involved in the game and actually maybe looked after the ball a little bit better, dribbled past a few people. You know, I, I, obviously the miss was, was terrible. Like, I fuck knows what he was doing. I was screaming at the, the TV when I saw that. But um, yeah, I think that's what he did differently. What Willian did was give us a lot more control. That's why in the second half, it was a, I think it was a lot more... We had a lot more of the play in your half as opposed to yeah. the first half. I felt like we had like 10, I think we had like a 10 minute spell from about the 15th minute to the 25th minute. But the rest of the first half, I thought was all, all Man United. And um, in the second half, I thought we, we had a lot more of the play, even though you guys made the best chances. Yeah, I agree. Um, uh, we, we um, I think we, we had, we did have our, I think we probably had more spells than you like on the ball, getting you in your own half. But um, I don't know. I just felt like you just had just more energy than us, and it was just, it was just it was just really really irritating. And it's just like another week where loads of our players just don't. Literally, the last in the last month, like it's been Shaw, Maguire somehow, Shaw, Maguire, and Pogba. Everybody else has been shit. Rashford has been horrible. Bruno yeah, is horrible. Talk, let's talk a little bit about Rashi. Cavani's horrible. Uh, Martial's been horrible. Agree with us, fuck all. Um, Fred is just uh, ugh, despicable. Do, do you know what? I, I did actually want to talk about this because I think, firstly, congratulations for our new entrant into Juma Club. Who's that? A little scrawny Afghan brother, Bruno Ferdows, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> He's in, yeah? Because that was absolutely horrific and it's been horrific the whole week because that, that United game was terrible. That Liverpool game, sorry, was terrible as well. I think one thing I was going to say was you know how there's been a lot of stuff said about, say, Martial's movement or the way United build up? If, I, if I'm thinking, if I'm an attacker, I'm a striker or I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an attacker for Man United, how on earth am I meant to make an intelligent run? If That's I don't, what I've been trying to tell these I don't know. Like, you're blaming Martial. Unless I'm an idiot like Cavani, who's happy to make a thousand runs, whether the ball comes or not, you're going to think all the other players are crap. But Cavani's running just to 
my man's wearing his Fitbit and he's just running around. That's what yeah, Cavani, that, that's, that's Cavani's imprint in the game. He's just there to run a marathon. He's just there to do his 10K steps every game. That's his bag. <laughs> that's his bag, do you know 10,000 I mean? bursts in the near post yeah, but every like, game. Yeah, but like all new players, they come to United and they start running. And then after a while, they stop because they realise that there's no point. The ball ain't fucking coming. That's exactly so, it. That's why I don't even feel feel bad that Donny's playing. Donny van der Beek is probably thinking, I've had the best football education ever at Ajax, yeah? I'm going to come and try and link up with these guys who are just hoofing it into the moon half the time. I, don't, I, do I think it's wild that he's, um, six, he's six he's six straight though. Because considering, like, um, obviously, as United fans had a lot of heat for Fred, and rightly so, because he wasn't good yesterday. But because considering sometimes when he moved Pogba out of the central midfield, um, just seeing the lack of control in there with McFred um, that they have in big games, I feel like the fact that Van der Beek like, can't get a sniff is it's, it's a bit I mad for me still. I really sees Van der Beek as an attacking player. Mm. Which, yeah, he can, but I think he's very well rounded. If you, that's well, what I'm can't pick up the ball up from in the in the middle circle and not lose the ball. Like from what I've, from what I've watched about Van der Beek, yeah, he he gives you control in it. So I feel like I, I don't feel like it will be the worst thing in the world to stick him next to Fred or McTominay and have Pogba. Um, honestly, for me, I would never play well. any of the two but, ever again in my life. <laughs> but yeah, like um. And just just a quick question. I'm um, going off with that. Um, what, what um this what do you make of um Oli's um decision to move Pogba out of the two in midfield uh, for big games? Because obviously, um, not not to try and dance for the Liverpool fans here, but I know you've had heat for Gerrard in the past for him getting moved out of the central midfield. Oh, um, no, no, no. so wow, I just wanted to receipts, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to get your I just wanted to get your thoughts on the fact that um, okay, okay. And, and obviously Pogba Pogba's my guy. I'm not even dis Pogba, but I talked to know. No, 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 very bad question. There's a difference. So with Pogba. Pogba has actually asked to play a higher pitch. Like that's his, like that's his doing. Um, and I was talking about it in our group chat, I think a few weeks ago. And obviously the boys were throwing their jabs, but I just ignore it. But um, and then even if I'm not sure if anyone's seen the interview he had with Rio on um, BT Sport like earlier on this week, he he asked him, "Oh, you play deeper? How do you feel?" He goes, "I can't lie, I'd rather play favorite pitch. I much prefer to play favorite the pitch. But obviously, I just want happy to play football, I'll play anywhere." So he so there's been talks from that like, mainland insiders. And obviously in France, that like, he's been agitating that he wants to play throughout the pitch. And you see he's a lot more happier there because he can use all his skill sets. So I don't think... I, I do think, um, obviously, he does like the fact that Fred McTominay run around doing nothing. But he definitely... And he's always said that he likes Pogba there because he gives United progression of play. But I think he's trying to fit Pogba and Bruno in, especially in this 4 one that he's in love with. I think he's in a marriage with 4 one and he can't divorce. So I think, yeah, and also when they play Pogba out the pitch, it also gives United more control in the final third because right now, like, Rash, Rash although he's good technically, he, he does try a lot of stuff and he can turn over. Bruno, he is the invention of turnover. Martial is clown and Cavani is awful. So when Pogba does play high up, we do get um, more play in the final third. But yeah, I think it's literally Pogba's design. Whereas with Gerrard, managers are like, rah, this brother actually thinks that everything's a Jason Statham film. Like, I must be a hero. Bum up here, bum up there, bum up there. So said, no, nah, we can't we can't be having Gerard run around like he parking midfield. So we're gonna so, play. So when it's Pogba, back. when it's Pogba, it's I, I just want to play football, but when it's Gerard, it's about flipping. No, 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 no. Pogba yeah? says okay. I want to play higher up. But Pogba can't actually play there. Pogba's actually won big well, and Gerard can't. No, he my can't. My man was decided. listen, my guy like, was tell, tell me about Champions League. Through... Tell me about Champions League, and I'll show you the tip when he was played right wing back. That's how he came back. <laughs> Right wing back. That's number one. Number two, yeah. I've got. I got. Listen. I'm. A, I have a 
MSC in Gerard Slander. So Gerard, the best goal is best season came in centre midfield, man. No, he didn't. Gerard's best season came. He was playing number 10 off Fernando Torres, toe punted the ball from the area. I'm taking penalties. <laughs> yeah. When Gerard played centre mid in the on the world stage, yeah, he was getting had up by Algeria, USA, all these countries. Absolutely hit by that fat prick that got sat the other week. Absolutely getting pammed by dead midfields every week. It couldn't matter if it's Sweden, Switzerland, whoever. Fissa. My boy, do you know what I mean? Linked up with... Um, no, no, no. With you're, you're doing this. When oh. your boy plays for France, that's fine. We're talking about Man United, though. And your he's boy comfy, at Man United comfy. is... Comfy there. Comfy who's there. comfy there? He Gerard's played with worse people. players than Pogba's had to play with. Oh, he hasn't. He has. Yeah, oh, he hasn't. Yeah. Gerard never my guy's trying to... My guy's Gerard trying to play with Jermaine Neville. Who's the other guy? Gerard never played with Jermaine Neville. Is this Sissoko? Who's the long... You're saying Momo Sissoko's balling? No, no, no. I said that. I'm talking about the place he's played with. Alonso, people say he's the best DM. Mascarano, another top DM. Let me tell you who Paul was playing with. He started playing with Fellaini and Rooney in midfield, yeah? Rooney's your goat, though. Marquisio, Pirlo, all them, man. Oh, we still got the Premier League. No, I'm talking about the Premier League. I'm talking about the national level. On the national level, he's never played with a DM with England. He never did. He played with Kofari. It's all, it's all right, because you're bringing up Jer- Alonso and Mascherano, but we're not bringing up Gary McAllister, and we're not dropping... You didn't even watch football them times. You're five, so I don't want to hear that from you. Don't want <laughs> to hear Don't bring up Gary McAllister. I'm I don't old, hear that from man. You. Look, I've been don't blessed genetically, you, but I'm old. Trust me. <laughs> also, also, sorry, side note. Can we just say, Scott McTominay, let's stop eating from the one-star joints that Lewis is eating from yeah, on the hygiene rating, Please. And Dissu. And include Dissu in that, because he eats more chicken nuggets than I do, all right? No, I don't eat chicken nuggets. I'm not a child. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. It was. It came apparent yesterday that you actually ordered McDonald's ingredients to 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 cook it at home whilst McDonald's was closed during lockdown. I want more for you, bro. I want more for you, man. Come on. I don't eat. I eat good. Ingredients, what? not even. Hey, listen, Lewis, 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 Lewis. All right, you, you lot know where I eat good. If you see my Instagram, you see, yeah, lots, hey, of, lots of J rice, lots of chicken. All right, Jesus. Hey, Lewis, Lewis, Jesus. Hey, tell me why your fans are like this, yeah? Yeah, why are you not describing Pike's performance as an off day? No, it was an off day. It was shit, off day. No, 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 no. Yeah, he was shit. He was shit. He was shit. off day. That, that sounds off day. Because it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen often. It's not like your boy. Five games. Your boy literally has a podcast show. Your boy literally has a podcast show dedicated to his weekly performance. Do you know how nuts that is? No, no. He's got a podcast show because he's gargantuan, bro. We're going to make a show for party, bro. bro no, you make a show party. about Pogba to discuss his his shit performances. No, the last time I saw Pogba... And it's so regular. Yeah, no, you got last time patrons signing up to that. His coach had to push him on the pitch to go defend because His coach had to push him on the pitch to go and defend, fam. Scary. Anyway, if if Arsenal had um, our boys, um, I reckon I reckon we win that game. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, because I don't, uh, uh, I think we would have had the quality to do you in. But I agree. Cavani, Cavani should have scored a couple of few lots. So I think you lot should be probably and, dis- and Rashford. Rashford fucking missed an open goal. Yeah, Rashford. Boy, yeah. Rashford hasn't scored for about seven games. Bruno's Bruno's got one goal against the top six, and that was a, in a six-one defeat to Spurs. Penalty. Bruno, Bruno, no goal assist in five. Two more than I rub my hands. Mm. Now United, I, I, hands. I must say, they have the funniest attack. It feels like. Like those are they second when when their when their strikers have got Marshall's got what two, Cavani's got four I think, and Rashford's got seven. Isn't that it? Wait, let me do the maths quickly. That's less than Salah with all three of those combined, right? Scary. Because Bruno scored five thousand penalties. Mm. 
Scary. I just want to say quickly, quickly, one thing on the on the Pogba thing. I feel like um Oli does slightly have to start trusting him um, to play in the middle and big games because um I feel like even though it will be against lesser teams, so against like so the last few games against Fulham and, and um Burnley, um I feel like him in there he has shown um a, quite a bit of discipline. So especially against Fulham, I remember he, he matched a lot of work going backwards. Um and I feel like just him him not being in there, the lack of control, it just it's like it's very it's very it's almost from the beginning like they've kind of come there to not to not win the game it's a bit like well he's a bit of a coward sort of thing and I feel like he needs to be and a I bit braver in those so, big games he's so focused on the transition and also our defence is so bad like he just wants to protect them at all costs because they're, cause they're so bad like we saw midweek DDG just like passed it to I can't remember who that guy was like he just passed it to a brother in the box so to be honest I, I hear it I hear it but... I, think, I think you have to you have yeah. to play proper there because simply because you can't play anybody else and also, I, I do hear you, but for me, I'm watching the big games and I'm seeing, as you said, I'm seeing Fred get bypassed so easily. I'm seeing McTominay, um, who athletically isn't all there. Like, I'm, it's, I still feel like it's quite easy to get through that midfield. And it's probably as a little bit of athleticism if he switched on. And um, can, you know, give a bit of more physicality to the, to the, physicality to the midfield. And given your um, you lot's big six record um, this season, I mean, if like you lot are going to go for the title... I do feel like it's something that has you have to take points off them because like it's literally it's three points for you zero for them you get me like I don't feel like this Six like is yeah yeah me like it's the same thing that Lampard was there like I don't I don't buy like just go in there just kind of settle in kind of sort of thing so I do feel like he has to be a little bit braver um from here on out for him so well last year mm. last year um and even when he first came we've got a very good record again yeah um, yeah what, so why why is it not working anymore then the reason why it's not working is simply because. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Um, I think the main thing is our attack have been really, really bad. Like, as individuals, outside Rashford for half, but Rashford's been terrible in big games. Usually our attack in big games, because I've got Martial and Rashford are really good in big games. Like, mm. But when in transition, they cause absolute mayhem. So they will do enough in transition to nick us a goal or two. Whereas now, we're not scoring whatsoever because Martial has literally fallen off a cliff. Um, Greenwood isn't playing and also Rashford has been in and out and Cavani sucks. It's, it's um, kind of happened. The, the, the regression has kind of happened since Bruno's come in the team, right? Yeah, it has. Mm. Hey, Lewis, thank you for giving me a nugget for Mugga tomorrow. No problem. God bless no you, problem. brother. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> like any good team, hiring the right employees for your front office is just as important as recruiting the best players for the game. That's why you need Indeed. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three. Post, screen, and interview all on Indeed. Get your quality shortlist of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description faster. Only pay for the candidates that meet must-have qualifications and schedule and complete video interviews in your Indeed dashboard. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. Get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com BlueWire. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply. 
let's leave that game alone. Um, let's talk about some of the other teams in the Premier League. So today, uh, Leicester lost to uh, Leeds, which was quite surprising, I thought. Like, Entertaining you know, game, that. But that's the first... Is that Leicester's first game without Vardy? Mm, I think last game Vardy didn't... I think they had him against Everton as well. Yeah, that, they didn't like, have him against Everton. show, man, because, yeah. When Vardy's not there, it's literally Vardy or bust, man. Like, Leicester, Leicester kind of need a plan B because that Ayose Periston is a false image. I, mm. I, I've never seen him do anything in a Leicester shirt before. Yeah, 30M, you know? Yeah, he's, 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 he's a false image, man. Like, it's... Leicester, I don't, I, I don't know how long Vardy's out for, but they need to start picking up form very fast because it's getting a bit. Hey, Brendan needs a dip because once Vardy is finished, Leicester finished. So unless they find a back, unless they find another, unless they find another striker, they're done out. Is this like a? Is this the start of another bottle from Brendan? You reckon? That's why I was surprised when um when Shemi came on and said that he wanted him as Chelsea manager. Brendan Rodgers can only take you so far, and that's probably second, like until he starts bottling it. Bottling big, like bottling games that he should be winning, and then he'll start crying and bitching and moaning about the players that he wanted to get that he couldn't get, and then he'll just throw up a fuss. Like, Brendan was I don't agree with the narrative days of Boiler still. I, can't lie. I think there's context behind. So, for example, with Liverpool, I feel like, um, so, um, obviously, um, with oh, sorry, yeah, so I feel like, I feel like with Liverpool, um, he was, I feel like the squad that he had at Liverpool, I don't feel like that should have really... I feel like he'd done really well to maximise the team to get to where they got to. And it was unfortunate what happened at the end. Obviously, the following season, they lost Suarez and Sturridge was injured for a lot of um, the campaign as well. So a lot of their goals went. But to see what he'd done with Leicester, because um, remembering that um, when... Um, after Claude Puel, Claude Puel basically left Leicester as a mid-table team. And to see how he's able to maximise them and got them challenging near the top, I feel like it shows that he's able to achieve with um, with with minimal if you get what I'm trying to say, I feel like he's very good at maximising what he has and and getting the best to, to make the team achieve. So um, from that perspective, I thought um, him, given more resources, he can challenge with a team, with a top team like Chelsea. Um, but um, I do, it, it is something to notice that he does like, towards the end of the season, his teams do tend to fall away. But generally, I feel like um, there's enough in there to suggest that he can compete um, amongst the top with a top team, in my opinion, anyway. But yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, he's competing with Leicester. So yeah, but then I, I just want to add to that as well, just to add to the context that Shemi's provided in the sense of you need to remember last year when they were flying, a team like Leicester can't afford, they don't have the resources that the other big teams have. So they can't afford, they lost Ndidi, who's their main midfield breaker in terms of winning the ball. They lost Madison, who's their main creative force. A team like Leicester can't afford to lose players like that. So ultimately their form literally downturned at that exact yeah, same moment and now it's yeah. turning up again when yeah. exactly so i i personally think at the start of the season every time we look at who the top four is going to be are leicester ever in it no they're not so mm. the fact that they're even competing in this space shows it's that brendan's doing really well and also yeah. also i really really love innovative coaches coaches so i know this was a while ago but even his first, going back to his 13 14 team liverpool i really really loved what he did with that with that front three so we had sterling in the pocket um, obviously, storage, storage, and Suarez up top, but he had like Suarez kind of drifting in both channels. Um, he, was, he seems really good at instructing um, attacking players of how to play, and I feel like that was really, really innovative. That was one of my favorite, like enjoyable Sh- teams Shemi, to watch from an attacking point. Is it fair to call you a football hipster? <laughs> Where the Brendan, Brendan a, sexual, man. or not? Yeah, I'm a big Brendan fan. Sexual. <laughs> I'm a big friend. <laughs> that that 13-14 season is probably my favorite like Liverpool in terms of style of football. My favorite. Yeah. Like, Liverpool yeah, yeah. yeah. I hear what you're saying. But 
still, man, you don't mitigate for what? There was 13 points ahead of United and they let those bastards get Champions League, right? I, I, Arsenal, I, on the final day as well. Yeah, on the final day, like, I can't... To be fair, I, I mean, look, it don't, it don't matter anyway. Like, Man United got pammed out in the group stage, which was quite entertaining, if I'm being honest. So thanks, yeah. Leicester, for that. I re- I, I, at the time, I didn't foresee the vision. Do you know what I mean? I was like, no, don't let Man United get Champions League. But, you know, after seeing what happened to Man United in the Champions League, it was kind of like a blessing, really. So, yeah, <laughs> th- thanks, Brandon, for that. I really, yeah, really yeah, I hear it, it still. Lucky, lucky. Uh, did you guys see the Southampton Villa game? The reason I'm highlighting this was that absolutely ridiculous VAR decision, right? I've had enough. They're ruining the game, okay? They're absolutely ruining the game. I can't, I can't stand it. I can't stand it. What? What is it? Seriously. What's wrong with you? Calm down. I've lost it this year. I've lost it. I can't. All all this measuring armpits. What? what? He can't score with his arm. It's dumb. It's so dumb. It's really stupid. I I think it's it's almost like they're looking. The whole point about VAR, right, was... Avoid it as much as you can. I thought the point with VAR was avoid it as much as you can, unless it's a decision you're struggling to make. But it seems like they're wanting to use it to create more drama than there actually is in a situation. If they allowed that goal, not one single part no person complain. from the other... Yeah, no one. No one from the Villa side would have complained either. I, I don't understand what they gained from giving something so tight and ridiculous. So, I don't know, man. I, I guess the, we come back to that same question. Isn't it? How how would you guys improve the use of VAR? I, 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 the, the issue is with me is with the with the offside stuff. It's 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 not the same as the the other VAR VAR rules, right? So with VAR, it's if unless it's a clearly wrong decision or something, that's when they have to when they can overturn it, right? But offsides, they're allowed to do it by the millimeter. I, I would just go back to that the, the usual ruling VAR unless it's clearly obvi- obvious. Don't fucking overrule it. Yeah, but where does the word clear and obvious end? I, I would change the whole offside rule completely. I would change. I would keep it. Uh, I, I would change it too. Um, if a part of your body is onside, you're onside. Yeah, same. That's what your whole body off. Who cares? Like it's just it's so. Especially when in the rules they say they're trying to make. Give the advantage to the attackers because obviously in a game, you yeah, want man, to come on, man, goal. we want to see goals. Like, like, like even, even like I remember, I think it might have been like a Firmino goal against Man United because uh, Liverpool scored two of disallowed goals, right, against United. Yeah, yeah, I think one of them was like it was like he's he's like his arm was a bit, brother. What? It's just dumb. It's, it's stupid. It's stupid yeah, because it's, especially it's, we have no guarantees the technology is a hundred percent correct. So if you're telling me that he's offside because of a millimetre and, and the technology isn't 100%, then there's no way you can give it's not it. Like, it's, not, it's not like the goal line technology where the whole ball has to be behind the line. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I think just make things simple. Don't 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 make, I think, rules, rules, laws, they're always best when they're as specific as possible. Offside should be something that you shouldn't be measuring to a millimetre. It's his no whole... Way. If he, his whole body is behind the last defender, he's offside. Yeah. It's, it's not, a game played on a, a on a hundred meter football pitch or whatever. Not a hundred. Well, how, yeah. how big is a football pitch? Hundred yards minimum. Hundred yards. Sorry, hundred yards. Hundred yards football pitch. You can't. How, why are we measuring millimeters? A football pitch is so big. Even Man City have benefited from two of the maddest decisions. Did you see the one against Villa when a man came back yeah. the ball. and then they changed and, the rules afterwards, right? Yeah, and there's the other one when the game stops. They put off slide flag. Um, Cancelo banged it top bins after after everybody stopped and they're like, "Oh, VAR. Oh, it was a goal." Huh? 
What? Nah. And I don't think that's a VAR thing. VAR is just simply technology. I think it's about the people implementing the technology. Mm-hmm. The yeah, technology yeah, yeah. is perfectly fine. It's about how you implement it. So I don't want people to blame VAR. Blame these fucking retards. Like, how could you How could you blow a whistle, call it offside? I just, fuck it. Just let me slap it top bins. Let me try out my left foot. And then, oh, let's do the VAR ticket. Then you will go. Nah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, no, there, right. there was another crazy one in Villa West Ham. Uh, Villa were playing away at West Ham, and it was like last minute. And I think it was Watkins and Ogbonna. I think they were tussling. They're literally wrestling. And I think whilst they were wrestling, Watkins' armpit was ahead of Ogbonna's, and it, the ball ended up going to him. And they said it was offside. I was like, Watkins doesn't even know he's about to get a chance on goal. Mm. Yet you're still saying that he's trying to get exactly. an advantage. There's that no advantage. He has no advantage. He has they're, no they're, they're just it's hustling. Stupid, that's all, man. It's stupid. I can't. It, but it, it, it generally it's it's ruining football for me. Like I, I was, I quite enjoyed that Aston Villa Southampton game yesterday, and and that that it's just farcical at the end because really and truly Villa should have uh, Southampton should have a goal. That game should finish one one, and I just think it's it's ruining the game, man. It's not enjoyable when it goes against your team. It's even worse. But even just watching as a neutral, I'm just sort of like. Mate, this is just ridiculous. We're, we're, we're literally bringing out... Oh. Anyway, let me, let, me, let me get over it because it's not going to change, is it? Um, Lewis, Lewis is five seconds away from adding an England flag next to his <laughs> handle on Twitter, isn't it? I can't, wait. I can't wait for that moment, Lewis. I'm not really a patriot, to be honest, Mush. No. No, not really. Uh, let's talk about Man City because they keep steaming on. One um, nil victory yesterday. I, I didn't see the game, but from what I from what I've heard, um, it was a complete dominate in performance. Um, are Man City everyone's favourites for the title? I think they have to be, right? Yeah. Yes, to lose. Especially, especially now KDB's injured, they can actually play football. So spamming crosses, so I think they'll be <laughs> the dangerous outfit. Yeah, for real, for real. Um, don't think uh, we could talk a little bit about ever ever lost at home. You know what we no. said about hammers. Any hammers agendas this year? No, I enjoyed I enjoyed, I enjoyed my high period. High periods. You know, it's like it's like game spot. When I was riding high, I was enjoying it, fam. When yeah. hammers <laughs> coming and showed up, I was I was I was enjoying the highs. But now it's the low point. You know, I've noticed I've faded to the background. I don't talk about hammers no more. Uh, his goal midweek was was live. Oh, it was it was it was it was wonderful. It was wonderful, but. Hamish, Hamish should be a better team. West Ham, um... The Liverpool winner slapped him in his chest and he's, ever since then, it's just not been nice. Why do Liverpool fans always have to make things about them? <laughs> no, Everton are in Liverpool. Everton are in Liverpool. The Liverpool winner, he's staying in Everton. The winter. Yeah, he's cold, isn't it? The Colombian. You know, you know them, man, they're not used to the, the good, the, 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 the cold weather. That's that why Nabi Keita sucks. Yeah, man, probably. You could probably get him bare, bare knocks in his knees, brother. I don't know, man. <laughs> don't know, man. Don't know. Anyway, Let's uh let's leave it there. Um, thank you everyone for joining me. Um, make sure to use the hashtag Touchdown Frackers. You can follow Touchdown Frackers on uh the Twitter, Instagram, subscribe on YouTube, all the Patreons, the Discord. Wow, just go. You know what? Just type in Touchdown Frackers everywhere and just click follow, subscribe, and wh- whatever message comes up, click it. All right, that's your job for tomorrow. All right, guys. Uh, Disu, Mush, Julian, Shemi. Take it easy, guys. Thank you very much. Peace.
Podcast Network.